Sides, more like Z sides. It's Think Outside the Box set, the internet's only outrage machine. Cameron's outraged already, I can see. I'm problem for official record keeping and integrity of uh, continuity of personhood, Maddie Hunt. <laughs> and I'm the they she told me not to worry about, Cameron DeWitt. <laughs> what are I we almost, talking hmm? about this week? <clears throat> well, like a computer you want to stay away from it is incest inside (laughs) remember those old stickers that used to say incest inside um blue lettering that whole thing is this an intel inside joke yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's even more obscure than your um than our dude it's giving adele (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Word salad from a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, Incest inside. Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, Nirvana's top selling record. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, they, had a, they had a non-album single. They had a bunch of B-sides, some demos, some outtakes, covers, and radio broadcast recordings. Yeah. Um, we definitely hear a lot of different sides of the band. Mm-hmm. B and Z sides, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially, it's yeah, it's interesting to hear them sing some punk music. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of cute and fun. Mm-hmm. I appreciated it. Totally. Uh, there's definitely uh, no trans stuff here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move right along. <laughs> Not a song called Been a Sun. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I started making some official uh, uh, Think Outside the Box set uh, contributions. Uh, and I think it's up on Been a Sun. Where I think outside the box sets, Genius Lyrics says, nothing to see here, definitely nothing trans, move along. No one's voted it. it yet, so, mm, yeah. I'm going to up-pyong up it, I think. Yeah, please pyong it. Well, pyonging and upvoting are different things. No, I'm going to up-pyong it. Mm, I think that's what it's called, right? There's no, no, it's just pyonging. No, no, the, when I you think, click the up button. Mm, what, pyong, what pyonging is, is very clear. And I think you're being willfully obtuse by pretending mm. to not understand. You might <laughs> what be right. Is. Yeah, I mean everybody knows. I mean it's like, how could you even pretend to not know what it is? Uh, I've added a note to all of our followers that says "Pyong this shit." You know what to do. I up. Um, what does it say? It's sort of an upvote, whatever that means. I did that to the annotation. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and cool. it says it's unreviewed, well, so. There's oh, a yeah, genius editorial board? Holy shit, I had no idea. No wonder the website is so good and has so many quality annotations that are never <laughs> um, bad or wrong or weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe once it starts getting good, we'll start seeing those like Wikipedia, like, donate to Wikipedia, give $3. <laughs> <laughs> donate to genius. <laughs> 
how do we get on this editorial board and then B, how do we take it over do you think yeah absolutely yeah the trans agenda <laughs> yeah that's that's the only trans agenda <laughs> to take over genius.com rap genius and just pretend that everything is trans all the songs every song is trans yeah. now sorry not sorry um, well, so th- this is, uh, like you said, a compilation of a bunch of different, you know, covers and radio appearances and things like that. And uh, yeah, I, I think you said that they came out with this because Nevermind was such a hit and they wanted mm-hmm. something to kind of get people's dollars or attention or whatever, to capitalize on their like massive success from Nevermind. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. before they were ready to make their next album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they had, um, Geffen had wanted there to be a new Nirvana album ready for um, late 1992 to hit the Christmas um, rush. Mm. Excuse me. Um, which would have been a turnaround of about a year since the album started getting big i think yeah it was like late 20 or late uh 1991 that it was like starting to really really get super super popular um it was in january of 92 that they displaced michael jackson's dangerous at number one on the billboard album charts um yeah so like geffen was wanting them to have another album out by christmas so that Parents yeah. could buy the new Nirvana album for their kids, I guess. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the holidays are a big time, so. Um, right. And then on the Wikipedia page for this album, it, there's this fun little paragraph. Um, early in 1992, so not, not long after they were displacing Michael Jackson, uh, somebody from Sub Pop contacted someone who <clears throat> worked at Geffen to say, hey, you know... Well, yeah, at Sub Pop, we still have a bunch of, like, Nirvana shit. Um, how much money you want to give us for it? Um, <laughs> and uh, the band, so at one point, we're going to call it Cash Cow and release it on Sub Pop. Um, okay. And then there's, like, a lot of, like, kind of conflicting stances from the band in this one paragraph on Wikipedia. The band had intended to release the material via Sub Pop and cynically called it Cash Cow. However, Sub Pop could not match Geffen's distribution network, and the band felt that getting the material at maximum exposure was important. Did okay. they? And also, why? Um, and then Sub Pop sold the recordings to Geffen for a, quote, six-figure amount, unquote, on the condition okay. that the band would create and approve the release of an album by Christmas 1992. Yeah, it seems like what we were talking about in the first episode, where there, or maybe it was in the never, first Nevermind episode, where like they were like, ah, oh, we didn't like Butch Vig, you know, it's too poppy, mm-hmm. and uh, but secretly they're like, ah, oh, yeah, we love this. I <laughs> saw <laughs> some other like Courtney Love quotes about like, you know, his fans, their fans, saying like that Kay wanted to be or never wanted to be famous or anything, and uh, that Courtney was like, no, Kay totally or. She would have said Kurt totally wanted to be famous. Um, you know, he like worked really hard <laughs> to like get his name out there to like promote his shit, you know, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is like a persona thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, 
So uh, let's see. There's a couple little things. Um, Stephen Thomas Erlewine, one of our longtime uh, little oh, side yeah. characters, um, companions, who wrote a lot about... Um, we talked about him a lot, I think, in the Garf season. Um, he um, asserted that the song Aneurysm was perhaps the greatest single the group ever recorded. Um, Interesting. I, I, when I don't wrote, know about that. Yeah. I don't know if... when I don't know if he wrote that when... It doesn't say when he wrote that, if that was like after... Um, in utero or not. Um, yeah, but um, another fun little thing about this album is that um, the first several pressings had liner notes that Co- <clears throat> excuse me, Cobain wrote um, that said things like, if any of you in any way hate homosexuals, people of different color, or women, please do this one favor for us. Leave us the fuck alone. Don't come to our shows and don't yep. buy our records. So good for them what um, what a good um ally and and just that just an ally <laughs> totally selfless uh-huh. <laughs> i was i was looking to um see if there was there's got to be more like in the liner notes about it but um yeah the thing that is the citation for that does not have much but that's from the advocate the National Gay and Lesbian News Magazine from February of 1993. Yeah. The cover story is The Dark Side of Nirvana's Kurt Cobain, an exclusive interview. So Interesting. Um, the Dark Side? The Dark Side of Kurt, Nirvana's Kurt Cobain. Sounds I, like the light, the noble side yeah, to me. I mean, right? That quote. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it probably gets darker. Um, but I'm sure I will, it does. I will yeah. read that and... Uh, Let's just um, let's just have about like maybe twenty twenty five minutes of dead air while I read the whole thing real quick. Does that sound good? <laughs> okay, Crane. And we won't Silent use the strip silence. <laughs> okay. We can't break verisimilitude. We never. We would never. We would never. Should we jump into these songs? I guess so. There's a lot of songs. Yeah, there are quite a few songs. Um, I was trying to figure out uh, which of them were written by. Yeah, written actually by um, the band, and which ones were not. Um, but yes, we can start with Dive. Are you familiar with the concept of a pick me? Speaking of Gen Z slang. No, I'm not. It's sort of like a a bad faith criticism of you usually it has to do with it's I think it's an inherently like homophobic or transphobic um kind of uh, dog whistle, but basically it means if a if a woman is claiming to not be like other girls and she actually likes doing things that boys like oh i actually like playing video games or sports or whatever mm-hmm. um then she might be accused of being a pick me um meaning uh dissociating herself from the rest of her gender in order to seem more attractive or more unique 
Um, but maybe doing that strategically as, as opposed to coming from a, an honest place. And if that is, uh, um, applied to, uh, men or people, uh, assumed to be men, then that would be, um, you know, maybe men who like paint their nails, um, or, or claim to be non-binary or, um, other kind of behaviors like that. They're like, Oh no, I'm not like other boys like i um i'm totally woke it's sort of like an sjw kind Mm of uh accusation but for um sexual capital yeah it's Um, it's basically like virtue signaling almost um which started as an academic term and quickly became a dog missile (laughs) Um, but i was just i just started giggling when you when you're describing like um, like girls who dissociate from their gender because uh, and like you know talk about how they they they're not like other girls and they enjoy sports and video games because we all if there's one thing we know about girls they always crave more attention from guys who are really into sports and or video games because those yeah. are always the yeah. top notch high quality guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other way I could maybe see, I mean, we've we've delved into some similar territory i think with like john mayer and like sort of exploring like the sensitive artistic side of toxic masculinity um (laughs) so i think maybe there's something to be said like for that um like from that direction but i don't know like i have a hard time believing that women would need to do any kind of like pretending um to get the attention of some of the most annoying men on the planet. <laughs> those, those men usually don't also play hard to get either. It's not like you have to really do a lot to win them over. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are all sorts of strategies that people use in um, mating rituals or courtship or dating or whatever um, in order to get attention or to compensate for perceived, you know, uh, uh, insufficiencies. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that's, I think there's probably people out there who maybe are in bad faith, like being like, I, I think I've met some men, for instance, who are like, um, behaving in ways that are like, kind of queer baiting um, in order to have sex with more women and not necessarily in like a particularly edifying way. Yeah. I think, I think I've heard people accuse Harry Styles of maybe some yes, of that. Yes. That would like, be the, yeah, I, I, I can't speak to that. I don't know Neither. what's up with Harry Styles. I don't know almost anything but, about Harry Styles. Yeah. I know that Billy yeah, Porter yeah, was I, like I getting mean, on his case. For like wearing dresses, and Billy Porter's like, I was doing it first, and I was like, Right, do you really need to be gatekeeping this? Like, shouldn't you just be like, everyone, all dudes should be wearing dresses all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, everyone's mad at him for all these different reasons, Mm -hmm. and um, and they're all. I'm mostly bored because I think his music is mid. So I don't really care what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of care <laughs> of what he's wearing. That's that's the most response I have. Mm. I don't know. 
Yeah. Should we cover Harry Styles? Maybe he's profoundly misunderstood. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> he writes also, adult con- contemporary music in a way that is more adult and more contemporary than anything we've covered on here. <laughs> and I think I would just fall asleep every time. I don't think I maybe would be good for me. Any, yeah, maybe we could get some good sleep. I know, know it's not the same as it was, as it was. I don't even know that. There's one. no harmonic tension in any of his music. It's all minor two chords resolving to one chords, major one chords, like cool. Jack Johnson. It's just oh, that, great. but with this like uh, new indie pop <laughs> kind of sound. Barf. Um, barf exactly barf that's what i'm saying also like he's pretending to be in like movies and stuff isn't he like pretty phenomenally bad as an actor i don't know it's probably i haven't seen any of his movies he had like some cop oh i know i know what it was i was seeing people dunking on his film my policeman um and because at that point i think it had like a 40% 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and oh. people were like is that a gay copaganda movie? I don't know, but people it might be. But people were like if you know anything about cops, you know that 40% is a um indicative 40- number <laughs> in uh <laughs> yeah. Um which is a reference to the fact that um 40% of police officers are known to be domestic abusers right. engaging in domestic violence. The true figure is probably somewhere north of 100%, I would imagine. It is a gay... He is a gay policeman. In in 1950s Britain. Hmm. Cool. Great, great. Wow. What a victim. Yeah. That sounds like something uh, you should do if you're gay, is join the police (laughs) in Britain in 1950s. You could arrest Alan Turing on uh, TikTok that I really appreciate where it's the sound, the original sound is all cops are bastards. And then it's someone playing a different character and then saying like, yeah, all cops are bastards. And then it'll show a still of a cop from popular media, like Mulder and Scully or something, you know, and, and then all cops are bastards. And then they say, I saw Melody Walker doing this. Yeah. On Instagram. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's the specific one that I saw recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of appreciate it because, I, you know, it's people acknowledging, you know, their guilty pleasure of watching certain kinds of, like, police procedurals or media that involves cops peripherally but doesn't center their copness. But it's like, these people are cops. Mm-hmm. Um, I've especially appreciated, like... Uh, there's been a lot of like black TikTok creators who like at the very end when it's the most heart wrenching to say all oh, cops are bastards, they have to go to um uh what's his name? Uh the Green Lantern um Ryan space Reynolds? cop. Uh no, there's this um what's his what's that character's name? Um Hal Jordan. No the, the Green it's, Lantern. It, it's uh it's specifically a black character. Oh, the black man. Um, <laughs> That's dumb. Don't 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 listen to that. <laughs> uh, I forget what the character's name is. There's this like uh, famous um, uh, black Green Lantern character, mm. and you know they're always just like, oh no, oh, all cops are bastards. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I appreciate the work that people are doing. Yeah. To like it's good. Yeah. Divest themselves. Exactly. And, and the humility divest. involved. I actually yeah. actually really appreciate it. Yeah. It's not easy when you've been exposed to many, many decades of relentless propaganda. Yeah. Oh, his name is actually John Stewart. The the you're thinking of Daily Show, I think. That's the thing. The character's name is John Stewart. It's John Stewart. Okay. Yeah, it's John Stewart. Okay. All right. Why not? Let's just whatever. Okay, we we talked about pick the concept of a pick me because uh-huh. that's in the sound sample, and we haven't talked about this song at yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> why should we talk about this song? <laughs> Make okay. that case first. I don't. I don't know. There's not a lot of lyrics in here. It says "dive in me," which is, I guess, a dive not into a per- me, <laughs> and I'll pick into you. I don't know. I I guess it's sort of a. I th- I think this song has some sexual super text um, mm, in it, and maybe. you know, for yeah. for Kay to say "dive into me" a bunch of times, you know, like. There's something there that's mm-hmm. a uh, a different role than one of I mean, uh, just their assigned imposed gender. You know? Right into someone and giving them a, the old rusty trombone. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's diving. So yeah, uh, verse two starts with but, kiss this, kiss that. Yeah, let a low long signal. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what all these lyrics mean. I don't think anyone does or ever has. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe including K. <laughs> that's what I believe. Yeah. Oh God, these um, these genius annotations are insufferable. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I start to well, read them. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, Do you have a good one. I mean, the one on the the one on uh, the chorus is not the worst thing I've ever read. It says, okay. uh, Kurt was uncomfortable with people penetrating the walls he had built up around himself. It's choice. It's, that's a choice, choice of words. Uh, he's afraid of letting people into his heart than being rejected. These abandonment issues could stem from unstable relationships he had over the years, either with his family or peers. Most of his friendships and relationships were apparently extremely volatile and intense. This isn't the... Um... Oh, no, I was thinking of the other one. God damn it. Okay. Which is on the 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 line "kiss this, kiss that, yeah," and the annotation is Kurt points out the monotonous rituals in human affection. He becomes flustered when people expect certain emotional responses or behaviors from him in specific situations. Mm. Oh, interesting. He wasn't good at conventionally portraying his emotions, e.g., hugging, kissing, and loving at appropriate times, because he felt like it's being forced and not genuine. Think of when aunts or uncles come over to your house around holidays and you're expected to hug or kiss them, which is kind of silly, but is also like really true. It's like the enforced like affection and like forcing kids to like not have agency over their bodies. Um, But I I wish there were some uh, examples or in there. Oh, like like stories from Kay's life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would have been good. But um, yeah. Not being good at conventionally portraying your emotions, hugging, kissing, and loving at appropriate times because you feel like it's forced and not yeah. genuine. That doesn't sound like anything we've been sort of filtering all of our Nirvana sure. talk through. Doesn't yeah. sound like any kind of gender dysphoria or anything yeah. like that to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Having to follow a script that doesn't fit you is not great. 
it's not fun. Yeah, I don't know to what extent the yeah the text of this song <laughs> yeah. actively supports that. It's literally just the line "kiss this, kiss that." Yeah, so right, I think you're right. Um, but if it's actually like based on real stories from Kay's life or like their journals or maybe actual like something real, like it, I mean that that in itself could be telling, regardless of whether it is actually related yeah. to this lyric specifically or not. Uh. I want to talk about this next song. I think this is one of the most coherent songs mm-hmm. that Kay has ever written. Yeah. It has a narrative, Cameron. It's yeah. called Sliver, and it's about being more <laughs> slive than someone else. This song's so punk. <laughs> I really like this song. It's kind of charming. It's it's so specific. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just about their parents dropping them off at Grandma's house so that they can go see a show. It's not Grandma's and, um, house. It's Grandpa Joe's house. And that's how we know that this song is about Charlie Bucket from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, oh hashtag God. fuck Grandpa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joining that trend, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's an interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting hot take moment in cult, in the culture. It's like he's the true villain. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, they have to like they're uncomfortable in this new setting, and nothing's that bad. Like from they they've already decided like decided as soon as they get there, I don't want to be here. I kicked and screamed, said, "Please don't go." Uh, I had to eat their weird food. <laughs> you know, couldn't chew my meat too good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Grandma's just like, "Well, why don't you stop your crying? Go outside and ride your bike." That's what I did. I killed my toe. <laughs> I killed my toe. That's such a hilarious way to phrase that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, after dinner, I had ice cream. I fell asleep and watched TV. I woke up in my mother's arms. Sounds like it kind of worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this song has a very, like... Ramones-esque like delivery. Yeah, it does. He's being tonal in a very different way than a lot of the rest of his music. Yeah, I'm pretty interested in this song. I've never heard a song like this. Yeah, it's um, this is the the one that like Kay was really working on after Bleach. Like we we talked about um how they were wanting to like experiment with being more poppy and um this is the song that they released as a non-album single after Bleach, but before Nevermind. Um, and I think you're, it's, it's a real, um, I think you're, you're right on to uh, name check the Ramones uh, in regards to the song. Cause it is a very like Ramones style song. The delivery is very Ramones. It's built like a Ramones song. Um, yep. yeah. Um, I don't know shit about the Ramones. I know that there's four of them. Okay. And that they um, 
had they were they were all co-presidents at one point there's that there's that famous like presidential seal i don't remember like when in american history about that was but i see it everywhere so <laughs> well they weren't gonna miss their shot <laughs> not gonna throw away the shot yeah um the childish uh, wording is really fun. Had to eat my dinner there. Mashed potatoes and stuff like that. I couldn't chew my <laughs> meat too good. And then um, it's it's interesting that like they're dropped off at Grandpa Joe's. So it's Grandpa yeah. Joe's house. He's the patriarch. But then the chorus, he's like, Grandma, take me home. He's like appealing to the right. caretaker, nurturing... Um, presumably like, this um, motherfucker can't be reasoned with exactly yeah he's just gonna like you know whip out his belt and like smack me in the face with it or something like he is not gonna <laughs> he's gonna um be bad or something i don't know also can you imagine like how bad you know this food must be oh if like the God. mashed potatoes and meat Ugh. are like not doing it yeah it's like it's mashed potatoes this is like the easiest food to flavor and to eat I mean, I feel like most Americans before, let's say, 1996, to choose a fairly arbitrary year, were eating some pretty awful food, especially at home. <laughs> like, frozen, boxed things, instant stuff. Um, but yeah. everyone was smoking anyway, so it's not like they could taste it. So, who cares? I, w- I always thought this about that when we watched. This is also like at the height of like MSG panic. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like the one thing that can make like fake food taste good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just like, no, <laughs> uh, uh, <can laughs> not even it. that. <laughs> I always think about Meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, I'm putting it in every cuisine. <laughs> like I'm making tacos with MSG in <laughs> yes, them and stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> I always think about that when I watch um, like Mad Men or like old movies or like old James Bond movies. I'm like, everyone's just chain smoking all the time. What is the point of going to yeah. like a restaurant and like getting a nice steak or something? It's going right. to fucking smell like garbage trash that's been through a rat's asshole. And yeah. and you're not even going to be able to taste it <laughs> too. Also, yeah, in people, addition to that. People always talk about like, you know, like how the middle ages, you know, it's in Europe, you know, it's like everyone's just constantly drunk, you know, cause you can't drink <laughs> yeah. the water and everyone's just drinking beer. It's like, there are all these, it wasn't that long ago when people were like willfully doing that mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah, <laughs> to their bodies totally in our country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. Um, I woke up in my mother's arms and he, and uh, Kate kind of like, almost screams that it's kind of endearing i don't know like yeah Mm. the um the identification of female with like nurturing and protecting in this song is definitely like a pretty strong um like subtext to it Um, with your second rate freudian evaluation ah, (laughs) how dare you (laughs) um i want to listen to that actually the um the bit where they they sing that line um i'm gonna pull it up on the spotify Bird of Yeah, so they do some double tracking too, so that there are two K's at once. Because uh, they extend the scream. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. 
Mm-hmm. It's pretty catchy. Yeah, it is. Um, and I'm trying to remember, like, at some point, someone was, like, trying to get me to learn the bass line for this song because they thought it was, like, a really nice, like, poppy bass line. The song begins oh, okay. with the bass line. Um, Apparently, there's an ac- acoustic version of this song. Maybe that's in the MTV Unplugged, which oh. we've talked about covering. Yeah. Uh, or from With the Lights Out. I don't know what that is. Oh. Uh, there's an alternate verse. My oh. grandpa had a cigarette. It touched my arm on accident. I swear to God, it hurt real bad. <laughs> that's not the most strong last line. I mean, it's a pretty good like two-line setup, but then like it kind of fizzles out. But, like. I mean, that's huh. horrifying. That is, like, I, I, really disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to, like, accidentally I get really burned like, by someone's cigarette. I really like in this song, they capture this this really specific energy from uh, that kids do, and also a lot of adults do, but it's it's more visible when kids do it. They've already decided how they will be feeling. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great way. The time it. that they're going to have. They're like, I will be having a bad time. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that a lot uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and everything is sort of, everything that happens is sort of a confirmation bias mm-hmm. uh, to the decision that they've already made. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about Stains? Sure. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Stained. Yep. So this is not that different from like Negative Creep, for instance. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different in the sense that the perspective changes. Um, yeah. There's third only one person, verse. First person. Yeah, exactly. Third person to first person. There's only one verse, and it's repeated three times. But the verse is always phrased as he, 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 he. Uh, except he's not laughing like that. Um, and then chorus is, <laughs> I, I'm a stain. Um, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Well, he never bleeds, and he never fucks, and he never leaves because he's got bad luck. Well, he never eats, and he never rusts, and he never sleeps because he's got bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me that um, the first line... He never bleeds. Yeah. Well, he never fucks is probably more interesting to me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, to yeah, uh, I don't know. To, I don't know much about that. I don't know if people have talked about that in interviews, oh, whether or not Kate Cobain fucks. Yeah, I don't know specifically in regards to K, but I do know that it is very common for eggs, which is just a quick review. Trans people who don't know they're trans yet, it's often pretty common for them to have a lot of difficulty with their sexuality and not be able sure. to have sex very often because they uh, dissociate from their bodies and uh, yeah. yeah, cannot experience pleasure very well. Yeah, interesting. Did Kurt Cobain <laughs> fuck? I'm just going to oh search God. that. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, this is a Rolling Stone article. Ooh. This is from 2015. Okay. 
apparently there's a sex tape somewhere. I don't know. Oh my god. Um, let's see. Uh, is there anything about sex here? Anything at all. <laughs> um. Oh nope. I don't see anything. Well, Google, you've you've failed. <laughs> I I had a simple request. Um, okay. Well, sorry. That oh, well. was a dead end. Oh, well. Should we move on? Yes, we should. Uh, we should definitely talk about Venison. Yes. Venison, yes. She should have stayed away from friends. She should have had more time to spend. She should have died when she was born. She should have won the crown of thorns. She should have been a son. She should have. She should have been a son. She should have been a son. That third person third <laughs> who's person. the subject of this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of distance there. Yeah. I've been talking a lot. Do you want to get into this or should I just like go for it? Well, um, she should have stayed away from friends. She should have had more time to spend. She should have died when she was born. She should have worn the crown of thorns. I don't know what to make of the first half of this verse, but mm-hmm. the she should have died when she was born. Like if we're doing a trans reading of this, um, that I, I guess one could read into that as saying like the femininity, the womanhood should have died or the like she, sh- it would have been better to have, you know, for her to have died than mm-hmm. to be, uh, in the wrong body or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, and then she should have worn the crown of thorns, you know, which could be religious. like religious or like mm-hmm. the way that um, people in general are asked to not be themselves in order to um, uh, placate the people that they love. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there's some sort of like uh yeah like um martyrdom of like staying an egg yeah not transitioning i I don't know yeah and i think that that probably like feeds into the first line also she should have stayed away from friends the idea of um cutting yourself off from that good of a show that just like really defined the pop culture of the 90s and like provided laughs and levity for so many people. No, I <laughs> I wasn't going to make a joke and then I was just like I can't stop myself. I have no self-control. Um uh she should have stayed away from friends. Yeah, the, almost like the idea of I mean, I feel like this sometimes when I am having like mental health struggles where I'm I'm like I'm not fit to be around human beings right now. Um, right. I'm just going to like Take some me time and just like kind of yeah. have some space. Um, and then in the in the second verse, it's more kind of braver. Like, what what if I had had more strength to do what I needed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, or rather, what if she had had more strength she, to do what she needed to do? She yeah, should have stood out in the crowd. <laughs> she should have made her mother proud. She should have fallen mother. on her stance. She should have had another chance. Yeah. Um, she could, oh, she yeah. This is a really tragic. 
Tragic song, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's some people saying that this might have been about, like, Kurt's, Kay's sister or something. Um, I don't know. I read someone trying to make that Kay case, but I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea not. about, like, their... Anything about their family, actually. There is a... Uh, there, there's not much written on this song on the Genius lyrics, uh, but there is one comment from Genius user uh, Phasers with two Zs that just says a flag, and then it has the um, uh, the circle with the different arrows pointed out, but of, of like all genders, and then an X, and then an interrobang, uh, <laughs> and I uploaded oh. that. Yeah, hang on, so. I, have to, I have to pull it up. Uh, oh yeah, wait, this is. This? Um, this is in the comments at the very at the very bottom. The very bottom. Are you on the new genius? Like, That's no, I'm on the old genius. Me too. Every time, fuck the new genius. Yeah, absolutely. All my homies hate new genius, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> I think I might block the comments though too. Ha. Ah, very good. I have social blockers on a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah, it's this. Someone commented. It was written about uh, by Kurt about how his father wanted his his Kurt's sister to be a boy. I think Kurt's not condoning that type of thinking, though. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's true. I have no idea. Uh, I think that's probably uh, safe to say that Kurt is not condoning that kind of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much about like the the trauma of um assigned gender at birth um yeah. i mean it in that song mr mustache and like the the right. the comic it was based off of where the 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 baby is like still in the womb and the the father is like already being like i hope it's a boy not one of those like you know nasty girls or whatever and it's gonna like he's gonna be kicking on the football team and everything um yeah. So. Yeah, and and then I guess a reading of this chorus is, you know, she should have been a son. Like on the surface, that sounds like, you know, what the comment is talking about. Like a, you know, cisgendered girl should have been a cisgendered boy. Um, but yeah, a trans reading of this would would be um, she, meaning me, a woman should have been. Uh, a cisgendered boy me a trans woman should have been a cisgendered boy or something like that mm-hmm. um, or should have been able to perform boyhood sunness mm-hmm. uh, more adequately yeah which is uh, pretty sad mm-hmm. yeah I was trying to figure out let's see um, Kurt or Kay's father is named Donald Donald Leland Cobain it's a hell of a name. Yeah. Um, I think he just, I think they just had the one sibling, um, a sister named Kimberly. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily need to listen to any of these like BBC like covers. Are they all covers? Um, like the Turner. No, I mean, this one's not a cover, but um, turn. I think turnaround is, um, I think Molly's lips is. I think Son of a Gun is. Mm, yeah. I'd be I'd be down to skipping to Beeswax unless there's any in there that you specifically want to talk about. Oh my god! I just figured out. I had never known this before, but um, 
three of the songs, the next, I think the next three that you just mentioned, Turn Around, Molly's Lips, and Son of a Gun, which are all covers, um, were originally on an EP called Hormoning. And okay. M-O-A-N-I-N-G. Like moaning, like, ugh. Uh, the hormones. Yeah. Pretty interesting that they released an EP called Hormoning. Yeah, interesting. Hmm, interesting, hmm. yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested in at least just like touching on these songs maybe real quick. Um, even yeah, if they're not originals, it. like the fact that yeah. they chose them is, I think, somewhat interesting. So maybe yeah. we could just like breeze through them real quick. Yeah. Um, it looks like I might have forgotten to take a sound sample for Turnaround. So do you think Scrub we should... Scrub around. What's that? I took a sound sample. Okay. Let's listen to it. Here we go. Don't believe them. Go for that crazy sounding restaurant. They're going to try and get behind you. Don't you let them do it. It's just a little bit of incidental talking. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a bunch of, like, these covers, I've never heard um, the originals. So I want to look up the original for this real quick. Okay, great. When you turn around. Devo. Sounds like Devo. Oh my god, it's so new wave. Is that a... I don't know why I don't listen to Devo more. That fucking rules. That is pretty great, yeah. I think that's a, a a Devo B-side, too. I don't think that that is oh. on one of their, like, albums or something. But oh. Or maybe it is. Freedom of Choice. Is it? No, it's it's not on the album. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, Molly's Lips. Yeah. This is supposedly about an actress named Molly Weir. Um, okay. According to the Genius Annotation. Um, or, I guess, according to the guy who wrote it, apparently. It's a cover of um, a song by the Vaselines, which I think most people like me have only known um, because Nirvana has covered a number of their songs. I think Kay covered some more on MTV Unplugged that were Vaseline songs. Um, but apparently Molly Weir would like show up, um, on a TV show wearing white makeup and emphatically red lips. Yeah. Um, Um, the Vaseline's are from Scotland. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, she'd take me anywhere as long as I stay clean. Mm -hmm. Seems like if we're talking about why they would choose this song uh that seems relevant you know Mm -hmm. like they're the self-medicating going on and uh issues with that and then issues with romance 
uh, and the intersection of those two things, mm-hmm. the ability to um, be a stable partner while uh, doing drugs. I don't know what Kay was up to in terms of substances at this point. Mm-hmm. I think they'd been on heroin. Um, okay. I think by this point. Um, yeah, so um, I don't know if... I mean, this was 1989 when they covered this, so... Right, yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out, like, when um, Molly started being used um, right. as slang for MDMA. Looks like it was in the 2000s, so this is well before that. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to listen to the original just real quick. Oh, it's muted. Um, There's like little clown noses in there. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. Wow. Um, also, really interesting choice to cover that song. Just, yeah. uh, you know, want to put that out there, considering how it's sung in such a like breathy femme voice um, yeah. about a girl. Kissing a girl. And yeah. lips and... Yeah, it's really interesting that Kay felt drawn to covering that song. So, yeah. Nothing to see here. Nothing to <laughs> see here, folks. Um, Son of a Gun, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I need to know if all the Vaseline songs sound like that with like the breathy yeah. like little girl vocals. So let's do mm-hmm. a quick check in. a little bit of shags vibe to me yeah yeah there's this very specific intonation in that singing it's just like on top of the note mm-hmm. it's doming the note <laughs> it's topping <laughs> it's the totally note. topping the note <laughs> <laughs> it's making the note its bottom <laughs> um yeah i don't know there's i don't really know what to make with the um about the lyrics except um it's very like sweet and innocent and childish, um, at least in the chorus. And I guess that makes sense, like the way they split it up, the Vaseline's with like the male part taking the verse, and then the chorus like being this like sweet and like, um, yeah, like almost like childlike singing. Um, but I, I always thought, I mean, I've I listened to this album like when I was young, I was like I was in high school um, because I was 
fairly into Nirvana for a while, not that long, but um, I always thought it was like very sweet and cute and innocent. The sun shines in the bedroom when we play. The raining always starts when you go away. It's like very like nursery rhyme almost like rain, rain, go away, come again another day. Yeah. Um, And then the verses are a lot more, I don't know, casings them more harshly. And then there's like the thing about the gun, gun, son of a gun. Yeah. I don't know. We could do some. Yeah, I don't know what all that's about. Fifth rate Freudian analysis if we wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, let's see what else this. is important to talk about on this album? Um, we can probably skip New Wave Polly. Um, I guess all the rest are... I wrote a, I wrote a thing uh, about beeswax that says lots of trans stuff here. Okay. Let's, oh, yeah. We should yeah, talk about beeswax. Let's talk about beeswax. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have to talk. <laughs> um, so this song apparently has been legendarily hard to decipher um, because uh, they're really hard to hear, and um, I guess they were like not released in any liner notes or anything. Um, yeah, and. Uh, it was only when a fragment of Kay's diary with the lyrics was posted to the internet that people, um, and it's at the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle, that people were like, okay, we actually know what the lyrics really are. Um, so we're going to assume that these are like pretty close to what were intended, even though you know there's yeah. always a, a chance like Kay changed them up or like decided to sing something different or whatever. I don't know. It's almost like uh, they yeah. were trying to hide something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost. Um, yeah, I mean, the big things to think about in this song are, I got my titillate spade, and then later, uh, I got my penis spade. Hmm. Which, it says in the genius, and it does sound like they're singing that. So I might just annotate yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Oh, Slate, <laughs> Slate, your fan is currently yeah. annotating this line. Very good. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This song definitely seems to be about body dysphoria in a way that the other songs haven't been. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely a lot of like kind of cultural gender dysphoria, which mm-hmm. I feel like is different than social dysphoria is sometimes what it's called too yeah social dysphoria okay mm-hmm. great yeah social dysphoria which is like very different than like um i need my penis to go away right you know that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a very different kind of takeaway from one situation than um mm-hmm. being like oh yeah i'm not enjoying being a man because of the way that our culture makes it you know awful to be a man but I would if I could. That's mm-hmm. very different than uh, I want to be spayed. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And it's not the first time yeah. we've heard them use that word either. Yeah. I don't remember what song it was. I don't remember which song either. But I also think it's interesting referring to one's penis as a titillate. Um, Especially given the seemed, first syllable of that word. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It almost seems like they're um, regarding their penis as almost like a different sex organ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, late in the song, they're like, just to clarify, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I am talking about my penis. Um, just in case but, you weren't um, picking up on it. When I say my yeah, titular, usually what I mean is... I feel like people don't penis. refer to penises as, as a, you know, as something that can be titillated. It's, you know, it gets hard or it gets aggressive, you know, or it it's gets like... Yeah, it's a weapon. Yeah, look, this is not... Im- this is not the imagery and language that I typically hear people talk about penises with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and the, there, there is like social dysphoria in the song, like in verse one, um, gluing my manhood towards a manhole, which is also like kind of, I mean, I was going to say homoerotic, but if Kay's not, a man it's not very homoerotic um but then like it also kind of sounds like someone tucking oh my god yes great point yes gluing my manhood towards a manhole yeah like pepe le pew the scent hey hey a lightweight clutch pepe le pew is like pretty much the um like the 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 avatar of predatory like, male sexuality. sexual masculine attention yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah um verse two starts with a hydraulic push of kitty ass button tweaking and flexing if the wind blows just right there's some there's some stuff going on there yeah <laughs> verse three camera camera read verse three for us please real quick. okay i don't know why I've got a joke too silly to say. Hmm. Don't trust the foams. I got a dick, dick, hear my fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my, I'm looking at the actual, like, um. The actual page of. The actual page. The, like, diary entry. High water jumpsuits and a raped ape. There's a, there's a few lines on the page that are not don't seem to be in the song um there's another oh that feeding a cow hamburger and raw um yeah there's oh i guess that is in the song yeah um and then there's some i don't think the the handwritten lyric says i got my penis spayed um yeah but that chorus is I got my penis spayed. I got a little tail. I got my titillate spayed. I got my titillate spayed. Then they followed up the bridge. I gotta be around pussy. Don't let me fall. I gotta hehe. Well, you can't live. That doesn't sound eggy or like maybe trans at all. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. I really, God, I really feel for her, for Kay. That's, uh, that's all you're off. Yeah, th- this uh, verse four is very some very poetic 
language. Vinegar and water is gaining monthly fiberglass insulation disguised as cotton candy. That sounds very Yannick to me. Mm-hmm. Um, spawning downstream, El Rancho, uh, El Rancho ovulate, feeding mm. a cow hamburger raw. Oh my god, that's like um, uterine Yannick imagery, which they're going to really get yeah. into in the next album, of course. I've never listened to In Utero. I'm excited to <laughs> hear this. I'm interested yeah. in um, to hear uh maddie's uh flashbacks of (laughs) oh yeah i was just really into into nirvana in high school no no particular reason (laughs) no reason at all yeah well i gotta go to bed soon me too yeah um um should we just talk about aneurysm since it's apparently their best single we should definitely talk about is there anything in there's a bunch there's so many other songs there's like four songs we haven't gotten to yet. there's a lot um downer they have one called arrow zeppelin mm-hmm. which is just sort of like a fuck you to like big metal bands obviously mm-hmm. aerosmith and led zeppelin mm-hmm. uh and basically saying that's you know they're a bunch of phonies Ooh, we might want to check in on mexican seafood real quick oh yeah yeah, so let's do that real Yeah, so um, we've talked about how Kay had lots of like digestive issues and like stomach pains, and that's apparently, from what I have heard, one of the main reasons they ended up starting heroin as like a because you know heroin is an opiate and is prescribed as a painkiller a lot of times. Um, yeah, so there's definitely like some of that going on, but then it also sort of like blurs into some other imagery ah the itchy flakes it is inflaming to the gels and creams it is pertaining to a fungus mold is my injection hope it's only a a yeast infection mm-hmm. and then chorus is it only hurts when i hurts when i pee oh well it hurts when i hurts when i sing yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if <clears throat> wonder if k felt any dysphoria about their voice Mm -hmm. their register Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of just like body grotesquerie and um like body ugliness uh verse two is now i vomit cum and diarrhea on the tile floor like oatmeal pizza with a toilet bowl full of a cloudy pus i feel my blood becoming chowder rust we're having fun here we're having fun are we having fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah um let's see we can skip hairspray queen probably i'm only just gonna note that um i think most cisgender heterosexual guys in 1988 if they wrote a song called hairspray queen would probably be deeply homophobic 
And that's not what right. the song is at all. So yeah, will you will you play my sound sample of the chorus? I just think that oh, this yeah. like kind of dissociative uh, delivery and lyrics are are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the way the genius annotates it, I don't know if this is true or not, but I was your mind, you were my, my enemy, you were mine, I was your, your enemy, you would mind, I was your, your enemy, you were mine, I was, was your enemy. So obviously this could be <laughs> about an actual second person, um, but it says I was your mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, like it very well could be an internal struggle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that it's interesting, like the way that the uh, lyrics cross across the um, the phrase boundaries musically. Yeah. Um, sort of this like run on. Yeah. Enjambment. Uh, aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Oh, I guess there is. um in Hairspray Queen, there's at night the wishful goddess, at night disco goddess, at night the witch go god. So there's definitely some like divine feminine thing going on and um, yeah. positive references to disco, which is was also yeah. not extremely cisgender or heterosexual in 1988, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's go on to. Uh... Oh, wait. Is there nothing in Big Long now? Um, yeah, we can skip that one. Whatever. Um, yeah, let's go yeah, to aneurysm. Love you so much, made me sick. Ah, come on over, do it This is kind of a Beatles song. Okay. I mean, it doesn't sound like to you? I mean, come on over and do the twist. Very sure. Beatles lyric, right? Um, Love you so much it makes me sick. That's like a perverted, yeah. like, little Beatle. Mm-hmm. Um, come on over and do the twist. And then the, like, beat me out of me. And then the, like, background vocals, like, beat it, beat it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It sounds like it's got a real Beatles vibe to me. Maybe that's why uh, Stephen Thomas Erlewine loved it so much. Yeah, yeah. I think that like chorus of like, um, I want to be beat me out of me. I want to be removed from my body or from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe through the act of sex, um, or violence, or violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Apparently, this is about Toby Vale, right? From Bikini Kill. Yeah. So that was. Um his girlfriend um during um like the bleach era um so all of those songs were about her um yeah the outro lyrics are she keeps it pumping straight to my heart um so yeah um yeah according to livenirvana.com these lyrics allude to the first time kurt cobain hung out with toby vale of bikini kill they eventually dated but he, he was so he was initially so nervous that he threw up no. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, what an interesting album. Um, definitely not as like cohesive as the last album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very interested to hear in utero. And then I think after that would be MTV unplugged if we want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I I'd, I'd be interested in like actually watching it to see like what they yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And like so. how they sort of comport themselves and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I haven't actually seen that much of video or seen that many pictures of Kay. Yeah, I don't think I have really have either. Hmm, that's a good point. And that one is like fairly famous for like being like unvarnished and like um, to the degree that anything is that makes it to TV like quote unquote authentic right. or real or whatever, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So um, until next time, where we talk about in utero thanks for listening everyone um uh fuck what do i usually say um you can support <laughs> us in a couple different ways uh oh you can visit us online at box at that website tweet us at Topias podcast i have no idea if that twitter account is still happening at all but um yeah uh go on our discord the link will be in the show notes that's probably a better place to go anyway um uh, you can support us in a couple of different ways. Um, like our friend Paul, who started supporting us on Patreon. You can Aww, go to support.boxsetter website. Yeah. Which redirects to our Patreon. Because a few bucks a month, you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, which includes a weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. This week, I talked about Confess, Fletch. And Cameron finally got around to finishing the Broken Earth trilogy. Yep. Just a, just a few months later. <laughs> just a few months. The same year, definitely, within the same calendar year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The same 12-month span uh, and calendar year. Um, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. Um, we also have some, like, you know, older, longer um, form uh, bonuses. Like, we watch um, Mamma Mia, like, I guess five years ago now almost, probably. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Uh, we've been doing this a long time. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing you should do is you should listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. And it's cool. You just got to do it. Just do it already. Just um, do it. Just Stop do it. asking questions. Yes. <laughs> Don't question it. Just do it. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week with In Utero, I've been Maddie Hunt and I have no self-control. I have been Cameron Dewitt, and I'm going to top that note. Oops. How many extremely loud sounds of me eating olives directly out of the jar are going to be in this episode? I've been eating cookies this whole time. I wonder how loud that's been. Yeah. <laughs>